At this time, it is my pleasure to introduce today's commencement speaker, Anne-Marie Stone. Anne-Marie grew up in the Bay Area with her mother, Mary, a professor at San Francisco State University, her father, Frank, a financial advisor, and her grandmother, Frances. She's the middle child of five children, although it should be noted that two of her siblings were her wombmates before they were her roommates. She's a triplet. She attended St. Francis High School in Mountain View, California, and while her two triplet siblings opted to leave the state upon their high school graduation, she set her eyes on UC Davis per the recommendation of her high school English teacher. While a student here, she served as the chair of the ASUCD Academic Affairs Commission, vice chair of the ASUCD Scholarship Committee, a volunteer at the pantry, a speakers and workshops co-coordinator for last year's Whole Earth Festival, as well as one of three student assistants to the chancellor this year. For four years, she was a participant in the Davis Honors Challenge, through which she competed and completed an honors contract on John Steinbeck. As a type one diabetic, she has also been heavily involved in the Diabetes Society and the Diabetic Youth Foundation two Bay Area-based nonprofits that support families with type 1 diabetic children. Today, Anne-Marie is graduating with a major in English and a minor in American Studies, and she hopes to work in the non uh, nonprofit sector. Welcome, Anne-Marie. Thank you, Dean Owens. Good afternoon. Welcome, Provost deans and administration, faculty and staff, parents and family members, friends and loved ones, and last but certainly not least, my fellow graduates. Like a portion of you right now, four years ago, I sat limply among my classmates as I waited for the speakers to finally finish so that my principal could hand me my diploma the physical proof that I was done with that chapter of my life. I was ready to move on. I felt like I had paid my dues. I had learned. I had been accepted to college. Essentially, I got what I came for. When I look back on the ceremony now, I cannot help but remember myself as totally pompous. As a student who felt like she knew exactly what the past four years had been and what the next four would look like. But luckily, perhaps because the entire auditorium was filled with overly assured 18-year-olds like me, the teacher orator delivered a speech on behalf of the faculty and sent us off with an important message. Near the end of this speech, the teacher charged my peers and me with a task. He told us to think about two words, criticism and skepticism. The task was simply to recognize the difference between approaching the everyday with, the, with skepticism or with criticism. I remember his words as being so profound. As a student who had been teasingly nicknamed Albert Camus, I had always rejected the label of a critic. But a skeptic? That was something I felt more comfortable with. You see, the words critic and skeptic are often used synonymously. But from my point of view, which is one that occasionally relies on Oxford English Dictionary definitions, the difference between these two labels, critic and skeptic, is vast. 
According to the OED, the critic is, quote, a person who pronounces judgment on anything or person, especially one who passes severe or unfavorable judgment, a fault finder. The skeptic, on the other hand, is, quote, a person who doubts the validity of what is claimed to be not, a person who doubts the validity of what claims to be knowledge in some particular department of inquiry, or one who is habitually inclined rather to doubt than to believe any assertion or apparent fact that comes before him or her. So the difference between these two people is that the critic is saying no, but the skeptic is asking why. Each of us has been on a quest to answer the why during our four years here, correct? First, why did I come to this school? Second, why study within this field? Third, why take these courses? And then the floodgates open. Why does this assignment matter? Why did I think it was a wise idea to challenge myself? Why didn't I take another nap on the quad this week? We have been waiting in a particularly deep sea of why during our time here. My most recent why, why did I start distinguishing between criticism and skepticism? The answer seems obvious. I already told you. The teacher demanded that of us at my high school graduation. But here's the zinger. When I was preparing this speech, I contacted the teacher who gave that commencement address. I told him I hoped to say a few remarks to my classmates and asked if he'd send me what he'd written. So he sends me the speech. And even after reading the speech over and over and over again, I still cannot find the line that I quoted earlier in this speech. <laughs> I can find the portion in his speech where it'd be placed most logically. However, it just isn't there. The line does not exist. My college career has largely been an exercise in trying to answer that question that I remember my teacher posing, but I think have actually just created in my own mind. So it seems that there's something about this place that actually teaches skepticism in practice, that teaches us about dislodging what we know and replacing it with a new, oftentimes better idea of what the world could look like. I'm not suggesting that everyone should start making up memories or misquoting speeches and then claim sage status. That's not what I'm suggesting at all. But we've gone to class and we've written papers and we've taken exams. We've slept and we've not slept. We've felt success and we've felt failure. We've felt overwhelmed and then we felt resilient. Notice that I say we. Like me, I think many of us started our college careers thinking about ourselves. We were embarking on a journey that demands a great deal of introspection, but it's also a journey that required us to look outside of ourselves, to call our loved ones to express our gratitude for their much needed support, to study with a friend when one or both of you were struggling in a class, to make a joke to our TA when they were warily but proudly passing back 100 graded papers. To thank our teacher after a particularly complicated but invigorating lecture. To sign up for that unpaid internship so that we could better understand how our collective work on campus impacts our region and our state. I think most importantly, we've had to consider when graduation came today, how our experiences here will one day impact one another how we'll eventually make a difference in our world. 
Surely we're leaving this campus more knowledgeable as a result of our coursework. There's no doubt about that. However, I think we're also leaving with an understanding of what it means to be connected in such a way that we never entirely close a chapter in our lives. I mean, I thought I was done with high school, but here I am misquoting the speech that should have finalized that part of my life. So while we're departing Campus Sharper, we're also leaving more aware and empathetic, which I think are two qualities of intelligence that are harder earned, but essential as we set off into the world. It seems to me that it's only with these three components, intellect, awareness, and empathy, can we recognize the slight but significant differences between, say, the words skepticism and criticism? But more importantly, with these three components, I think we'll be well-equipped to grab hold of the life-saving answers in our sea of why, because we'll be able to identify slight but significant differences in how we may choose to navigate through our world and duly use those answers to find true happiness and promote positive change within our communities. Once again, congratulations, graduates. I swear this wasn't a PSA for LinkedIn, but feel free to add me. Thank you. <laughs>